Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. If you're new with us, we release a new podcast every Wednesday. It probably should be your favorite time of the week, every Wednesday. And uh, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button wherever you consume this content. And if you haven't written a review yet, come on, do me a favor, put it out. Give me a good, give us a good positive five-star review. That really helps us to to rank higher in the search engines, and it would just mean so much to us. And as always, a big thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to so many of you who are sharing this podcast out on social media and inviting your family and friends and other people to be a part of the Life Fellowship community. And in fact, it's a growing community. There are really hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that are listening to this podcast all around America. And really, there's other people from around the world that are listening. And it's just shocking to me that where technology is able to take this. And so it's awesome because every weekend now, we'll have about 1,000 people in service, 2,000 people online, about 30,000 guys in the correctional facility listening to services, and then hundreds and hundreds here on the podcast. And it's just amazing what God's doing. And today, I am so excited because once again, my dad is joining with us for this podcast, and we've got an absolutely, oh, I would say that is an in, essential um, topic that we're going to deal with today, because this will determine where you go in life. It'll determine how you, really the quality of your marriage. It'll determine what's going to happen uh, for promotions. It's going to determine the, the friends that you're going to be able to attract. God really smiles down on this one. And dad, tell us what we're, what we're going to be talking about today. Well, Chris, today we're going to talk about our attitude. Woohoo! I mean, you talk about... Now, I really... I, I wish Tatum could have been here with us today, too, so we could do it. We could have done a trio because she has an amazing attitude. She sure does. She, she is really one of the does. most kind, generous... I always tell people all the time, this is not even in, in what we're going to talk about, but if you want to find out what a pastor's like, check his wife out. That's one of those little secrets I've found throughout the years, because a lot of times who he is is really emulated through through him through his well his, I, again Tatum couldn't be here today but I wish she I wish she was wish she had been able to be here today because I remember the very first time I met her uh, I moved to Memphis to begin pastoring the church how old that, was Tatum at this time I was going to just come to that I moved to Memphis to begin pastoring that church you were still in Minneapolis in college so okay. you didn't move down with us right away yeah and when I moved there I spotted this girl she was I think she was eighth grade. I think she was eighth grade, and uh, and I thought, wow, what an amazing young lady, even at eighth grade. And then her grandmother, uh, you called her Grandma Bill, mm-hmm. her grandmother invited us over to her house one time, and uh, uh, Tatum's grandmother made a, made a thing called Tijuana train wreck. Isn't that an awesome name? And uh, oh, it was so good. It was a it was Mexican food that she just set up a long buffet 
on her kitchen island, and she had all these different um, food items, and you'd grab your plate, and you'd go around, and you just stacked your plate, whatever you want, and the name she came up with for it was Tijuana Trainwreck. Was it good? Oh, it was out of this world. And number one, I like Mexican food. And um, um, mom and I had been in that church. Uh, We'd been pastoring there for maybe, uh, we, we came there in November. This was January. I remember that. And uh, we went over to Grandma Bill's house, Bill Carter's house. That was Tatum's grandma. Great, Tatum's grandmother. And um, Sandy and I went over there, and our, our daughter went with us too. And we didn't know this, but Tatum was there too. And so that's when I, I sat with her and really got to know her. Now, again, she was only about 14 at the time. Mm-hmm. But even at that age of her life, I went home. And driving home, I said to Sandy, uh, no idea, Chris. I mean, you'd never met her. You weren't even you weren't mm-hmm. in Memphis yet, and um, um, no idea that one day you'd marry her. I just said to Sandy, my wife is Sandy. I said to Sandy, man, what a sharp young lady. So uh, she has an exemplary attitude. So I, I wish she was here to join us, but she isn't. But um, we'll talk a little bit about her. But we're going to really talk today attitude. All right, so let's jump into this because I hey, think attitude is everything. It, it, it really is all important. Uh, the, 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 the place to start is right here. Everybody has an attitude. Everybody has one. Look, we all have eye color. Uh, we all have hair color. We all have fingerprints. We all have DNA. It could go on and on and on what the, what, the, what the body composition is made up of. But we also all have an attitude. Hey, which of us have, haven't said this about somebody who's really cranky or grouchy? Man, does he have an attitude today. Man, does she ever have an attitude today. And uh, uh, not only do we have an attitude, but our attitude shows. People pick it up right away. You, you, you can, let, let's just talk earthy. You can tell when somebody has body odor. You can tell when somebody has bad breath when you get a little bit close to them. So let me just- And it, you can tell when somebody has a good attitude or a bad attitude. I've said this about the smells, that if you can smell yourself, other people have been smelling you for hours. <laughs> so really, so you just need to be careful uh, with that. But I, I agree, Dad. Attitudes are, I mean- I won't hire somebody if they have a bad attitude. They, oh, could, no. they could they could be incredible at all kinds of different things. Uh, attitude determines so much. You know, there, there's the old adage that attitude determines your altitude. Yep, I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. But attitudes are like clothes, uh, honestly. And if you want, you can change them. They don't, they don't have to stay like they are. And that's the great thing about this topic today, because even if you struggle in your attitude or whatever, today we're going to really help you to be able to change that so that you can really ascend to the place where where God has for you. And so the first thing is that every one of us have an attitude. Every single person. And it shows. It shows. I mean, just by the way we walk, by the way we cross our arms, by the facial expression, by our eyes. So you know this, that... um, only 10% of communication is the actual words that you speak. 40% is your tone. 50% is your body language. Exactly. So it. you don't even have to say a single word, and you know somebody's got some attitude, or somebody's got a great attitude, and they haven't even said a word. 
Well, and I've I've illustrated that many many times. Again, we're only on a on a on a word podcast. You can't see us, but if I were to cross my arms and lean back away from you, and uh, so so my 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 body language says something, and then I said this to you: I am not mad. Mm-hmm. Now my words have said I'm not mad, but my tone and my body attitude speak different. And actions they're, speak louder yeah, than words. Your attitude speaks louder than your words. And when you live with somebody, let's 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 come right down to the family. Or if we've got some young professionals, where there's two three guys living in a house, sharing a house, two three two three young professional ladies um, living in a house, sharing expenses. Uh, when you when you know somebody well, you can quickly pick up um, they got a bad attitude today, or they got a good attitude today. Okay, so. We've all got an attitude. We just need to make sure that it's the right attitude. Right on. And second thing I'd say is this. We can choose what our attitude is. Um, I can't. I cannot control the weather. I cannot control what the Dow Jones or the NASDAQ is going to do. I can't control traffic on the streets of Dallas where you live, nor can I control traffic on the streets of Memphis where I live. A lot of things I have zero control over. I can control my attitude. Um, I'm a pastor. I, I talk to people. I, I, I've talked in my in my years of ministry. No exaggeration. I've talked to tens of thousands of people. And I've had some people say, well, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I was born. And you know what I believe? Uh, I believe, yeah, you may have been born that way, but when you're born again, God gives you the power to choose. God gives you the power to choose. I can choose what my attitude is going to be. Uh, the, the, the old story, Chris, uh, husband and wife were not getting along at all, very, just, just really not going well at the time. And the, um, uh, they went in to, to see a counselor. And uh, the counselor said to the lady, she said, he said, uh, do, do, do you wake up grumpy in the morning? She looked at her husband and said, no, no, I just let grumpy sleep. <laughs> Um, uh, there, there, there are some people that wake up grumpy. grumpy. We say, boy, did he ever get up in the wrong side of the bed? No, it's a choice that we make. So let me talk about choices here when it comes to attitudes. And that's this. It, it, one of the things that I've really tried to encourage uh, people with through the years is this, uh, you know, don't make a bad situation worse by responding poorly. Right. Don't make a bad situation worse with another bad attitude. I think that attitudes are more important than facts. I think that attitudes are uh, more important than talent. Yeah, it, attitude is is re- really. But you have a choice. You know, uh, I'm not always the greatest at that. You were talking about Tatum. I, you know, I wish that I could be better. Sometimes with, you know, stress and you know the responsibilities and the heavy. Uh, weight there is in pastoring a growing church and the constructions and all this stuff. And uh, and you do have a growing church and there's yeah. people on podcast right now yeah. that need to come and check it out. Yeah. It, but with that, sometimes there's a heavy weight to oh, yeah. that. Been and, there. And Been I there. don't, uh, Tatum is, you know, I tell people she is that good. Uh, I am not that good. She is that good. And sometimes I have made the mistake of responding 
uh, I've made a difficult situation bad by responding poorly because of the pressure of life and all this other stuff. And uh, I mean, I typically am a positive person. I wake up happy, uh, but it's sometimes those difficult moments. And I think that we all go through them. And what I would just encourage you is this, that if you do find yourself in a bad attitude, maybe it's with your, your parents, maybe it's with your, your spouse, maybe it's on the job, and you find yourself getting a little bit testy and all that, learn the art of stopping. You don't have to continue that. Stop and just ask for forgiveness. Just say, listen, uh, I'm, I was wrong in that. You know, let, let me just, I apologize. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, you know, Chris. It's okay it, to stop that attitude. You don't yeah. have to let it go on. Uh, James, the, the book of James in the Bible, James chapter one, he gives a pattern that goes, uh, uh, um, um, quick, slow, slow. He says, be quick to listen, be slow to speak, be slow to get angry. And then the next verse says, because the anger of man does not work, does not produce the righteousness of God. Be quick, slow, slow, quick to listen. And then like you were talking about, you know, maybe there's a day that you're not feeling the best. Maybe, maybe, maybe your plate is really loaded and it's weighing you down. Well, then be slow to speak and be slow to anger. Get up in the morning and you brace yourself. Say, you're not, you're not your best today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really control what I have to say. And that includes what you text, too, or what you post. Yeah. just I mean, it's not just with your words. Your words that you text, the words that you speak, the words that you email. Like, all those. Be slow. Like, recognize that. Because we all go through tough days and moments. I do, where I just feel thin a little bit. And those are those moments. I need to get with the person that says, let your attitude be the same as Christ Jesus. Yep. So that's why I got it. When I feel like my attitude is getting uh, off in the wrong direction, I got to get with the Lord, and He's the one that gives me this really a great attitude adjustment. Uh, you, you know, you've heard that statement. We we all need a checkup from the neck up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's that's what that for me personally. What what changes my outlook and everything? My attitude is good worship. When I feel like that's going on. I will, I, guys, I'm going to tell you, when I feel like I am thin, I've had too much pressure and just been, life's been going too quick, even though I have times with the Lord every single day that I'm, that I'm with him, there's times that there's so many decisions and I'm dealing with this and that. And sometimes I go through, you know, multiple counseling sessions with people and that just weighs on you. And then you feel the spiritual weight of these things coming in and someone's not happy with this and blah, blah, blah. I'll just sometimes just pull away, put my AirPods in, um, I don't have an office here at the church right now, but I will, I'll just put it on and I'll take a little walk. Yep. Um, I'll just walk in the auditorium. I'll, I'll, I'll get in the car and I'll, I'll just have a little, I'll, I'll get myself secluded so I can get recentered on the Lord because worship really doesn't change my situation, but it does change me because it gets me in the right position. Mm-hmm. 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 And, uh, yeah, so true. Um, you know, when, when, when one reads Psalm 34, I will um, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Talking about praise. And then he talks about five benefits that come from that. A lot of people think, well, David wrote that on a good day. No, 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 no. David wrote that on a really 
bad day. Was that where was he at? Was he He was in Gath, which is an ancient city in the in Philistine enemy territory. And uh it said he had he had pretended that he was like a madman. He had a beard, he let spit, a foam Bible oh, uses yeah. spittle, run down his beard. He was clawing on the doors like a, a like place. an escapee from a psych ward. And uh it's at that time, I mean, he was, he was down, down, down in the dump. Nothing in life was going right for him. And that's when he wrote, I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to make a choice to bless the Lord at all times. And then I'm going to let you, I'm not going to tell you what it says. I could tell you that's verse one of Psalm 34. But then you read verse two, three, four, five, and six. And each one of those verses detail a blessing that comes when we make a choice to rejoice, our attitude changes. Whoa, whoa, that's awesome. Make a choice to rejoice. Make a choice hey, to I rejoice. I really feel this. I feel the presence of God on this, that some of you right now, after this podcast is done, you need to turn on some worship music. I mean, turn on the 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 weekend worship from Life Fellowship. Put on some, some, some Bethel, some upper room, and just, uh, you know, Get yourself in God's presence. Even if you're not singing, just let those, you'll just hearing it in the background. Before you know it, you're going to start humming along and start singing. It's going to change your attitude. Because if you try to do that by reading just self-help books and all that, it's, you, you, you don't need self-help. You need the Lord. <laughs> I do. I do. And, and when I haven't spent my time with him, it, it shows up and it affects my kids. It affects my staff. It affects... Everybody. My staff is happy when I've spent time with the Lord yeah, because my attitude exactly. is different. Exactly, yeah. You know, self-help books can go so far, but I'd rather have Holy Spirit help than self-help. Come on, that's I'd rather good. have yeah. Holy Spirit. Uh, I've, I've, I've said self-help books. I've said this, I've, I've made this expression. I've made this expression. Any, any, any step towards self-sufficiency is a step away from God. Anytime I, anytime I take a step to think I am self-sufficient, I can do this on my own. Remember when we were boys and girls, uh, the little engine that could? I think I can, I think I can, I think I No, no, it's I know God can, I know God can, I know God can, I know God can help me. Going up that hill, uh, the little train said, I think I can, I think I can. A uh, little bit of truth in that, but there's a ton of truth in this. God can help me, God can help me, God can help me, God can help me. I like that so God much. can help me. I'm gonna make a choice to lean hard on him. And David, like I say, in Psalm 34, terrible, terrible time in his life. And he says, I'm just going to play and make a choice to rejoice. See, maybe you're listening right now and life hasn't been treating you, you what seems like fairly. Maybe you've been going through just, you know, difficulty all around. It just seems like the script of your life isn't being written in a way that you think, man, that's what I've always dreamed of. Listen, this is your moment that regardless of the situation, just choose to rejoice. Re choose to put your attention on the Lord and have a good attitude, and it'll show up in, it, it'll be, your friends will see it, your family will see it, your coworkers will see it, and they're actually going to look at you and say, man, I know everything you're going through right now. How in the world do you have a good attitude in the middle of all that? You can just say, listen, it's not me, it's the Lord, and you can actually be a witness See, it's in the difficult times. Anybody can have a great attitude on the mountaintop. That's right. It's in the valleys. 
So I, I love the the hilltop, the, the the mountaintop, the best. But it's in the valleys that I get to know the presence of God the best. It's in the valleys that I am refined. It's in the valleys when the pressure is on that all those impurities start coming out of me. Then I'm like, man, I didn't know that those things were on the inside of me. Mm. It's that it's like that you know that that refiner's gold that. That doesn't happen until the pressure is put on. And it, oftentimes it's when the pressure's on that your bad attitude comes out. And sometimes some of the reasons why we have bad attitudes, let me just say this, Dad, is I think that we've been running way too hard. We're not honoring the Lord's commandment to rest. We have to be recharged. You can't just go seven days a week, week after week after week. It's going to start wearing on your body, your emotions. You got to be recharged. All of us do. Well, you know, I have in my hand right now my iPhone. My iPhone works beautifully when I keep it recharged, when I plug it in each night. If I don't keep it plugged in, battery runs out, and it, it can go dead on me. Um, my, my iPhone works great when I keep it recharged. My life goes great when I keep it spiritually recharged. Yes. And we all know what that is to have an iPhone. Oh, it went dead on me. I'm out of battery. Because so, we didn't charge it. So here's what I tell I tell guys all the time. You need to be recharged spiritually, uh, socially. You, you need to be charged um, recreationally. So, uh, you know, whether that's for you playing softball or mountain biking or golf or something like that, you something. just got to get away and, and be, be recharged there. You got to be recharged sexually. You've got to be uh, recharged um Kind of in the entertainment, there's just something where it's just nice where you don't like. There's nothing wrong with watching a nice movie. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. So, sexually, uh, spiritually, that's why you need to be in church. Um, uh, socially, uh, recreationally, and then lastly, you know, just entertainment. Just in other words, you just just stop, 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 and just experience the rest of God. You know that in the in the Old Testament it says that when God on the seventh day he rested, it actually talks about that in the Hebrew. It actually means that he breathed in. He breathed in. So, and, and a lot of us, we're just breathing out all day long. You hear people say, man, I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. I'm just so tired. Because we're just breathing out all the time. And that's why we have bad attitudes, because we're not taking a, sec, a, a moment. You see this in the Lord all the time. He always would pull away, to, even as the Lord, to um, just to re, re, recenter himself on the things of God. The old expression says, if you don't come apart and rest, you'll just plain come apart. I actually think that could be one of the big reasons why people have terrible attitudes or difficult. It's because we've been going so fast. We're going to like four different soccer games and gymnastics and this, and right. then, then there's all this pressure. I talked to my neighbor just yesterday. In fact, uh, him and his wife, they're, they're Hindu, and I was witnessing to them, and he said, man, I, am, I told him how we, we started seeing all these people been healed. He's like, we are coming to that church. I am so curious. Uh, it's, it's really cool. And just pray with me that God would do something to my neighbor. Uh, but he was saying this whole COVID stuff, he works for, he's an executive at some whatever, uh, like works in technology or whatever. He's like, this has not been easier on me. He said, I am now working 16 hours a day. Yeah. Because yeah. they they monopolize my time. I am always at home. I'm always working. And we are, so instead of us, I know people aren't going to the office, but we're working more hours than we've ever worked before. And our attitudes have become very thin because we're not resting. That's right. 
And that's a big one. Uh, let me let me throw another one. Uh, we've got to monitor the people we we run around with. Okay, now this is big. Show me you, your friends, and I'll you, show you your future. You got it. Uh, the other, you know, the other one. You can't soar with the eagles if you're running with the turkeys. You just can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, I, I I remember one time uh, I was having lunch uh, regularly with a certain man, and. Um, my wife noticed it. She said, you know, she said, um, every time you have lunch with that guy, when you come home, your attitude is different, not in a good way. And I began to think about it and I thought, and, and usually I'm, I'm very much an influencer. I'm not, I'm not easily influenced by others. I'm more of an influencer. I'm more the dominant personality, but this guy was in, and, and I had, I, I didn't cut him off totally, but I lessened my, um, interaction my, with my, inter- my lunches with him. Um, I, I remember one, one time on a, on a, it was a Monday, uh, had a great day in church. We had a special service that night. I mean, the presence of the Lord was in the morning service in the evening time. It was incredible. I went home higher than a kite spiritually. Monday morning, I had lunch with a group of people and I got in that luncheon and all the talk was negative, and it, and I literally got up. I politely excused myself. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to condemn anybody because these were friends. But I, I, I politely. I got up. I politely excused myself, and I left because I said, "Why? Why should I let their negative attitude tear down my positive attitude?" And I graciously left. No, I'm still friends with the people. I went out, but I wasn't going to sit there and let their words, their thoughts, their attitude infiltrate me. This is such a good one, everybody. Like, this is really important. So I'd I'd make an assessment of the people that are around you because you're becoming like your five closest friends. You're becoming like your five closest influencers. Those are the people that are around you. So you got to know who you're on a mission with and who you're on a mission for. That's right. And the people that you're on a mission for, uh, man, that's okay to hang out with them. Jesus did that all the time. But you you need, so yeah, but, but you got to know who you're on a mission with. And those people, you can't just have them happen accidentally. You got to hand pick and hand select them, those who are closest to you, because you're going to start talking like them, acting like them. You got it. Responding like them. And that's you why I think it. it's so important to be in the local church, you you got to be there because when you when you're a part of local church, a lot of that gets that gets in you. Hey, everybody, I I tell you all the time, give me a year of your life, give right. me a year, come hang out with me for a year, and let me just rub on you a little bit, and watch what God does. He's going to take you to another level. I'm just telling you, just it's your attitude. You are becoming like those whom you associate with. One of the greatest principles in the New Testament for the church, uh, over and over and over encourage one another, over and over, encourage one another. Hebrews, book of Hebrews puts it, encourage one another while it is day. In other words, do it, do it now. Just continue to encourage each other, our friends. Because you mentioned it a moment ago, Chris, um, your, your attitude in so many areas of life will determine, your attitude will determine your altitude. How high you go in life, how in your, in the corporate world, how much you advance up the corporate ladder, promotions you get. Um, my dad, your grandfather, whom you know very, very well, you have a ring mm-hmm. from him. Um, 
My dad was the, um, um, he was the production manager for a smaller company, had about 110, 120 employees, and they made hearing aids. And my dad told me, he said, when I had to, when I had to do hiring, um, he was personnel and project manager. He said, I'd interview people. He said, I would far more hire off attitude than talent. He said, I oh, can, hands down. He said, I can teach talent. If I had somebody come in and they didn't know how to do the assemblage of a hearing aid or how to repair it, he said, that I can teach. He said, I can teach talent. It's much harder to teach attitude. So he said, if I had a guy come in and his attitude was a 10, uh, but his, uh, his skill was a 7, versus somebody else who came in whose skill was a 10, but their attitude was a 5, my dad said, I'll always take the person with the better attitude. So how, I can teach them traits. So how do you put the attitude in a young kid? So a parent is going, man, I just don't like this attitude in my... My, my young my young kids I'm trying to get them to you know they're in the, whatever the, the, they're young mm-hmm. how, how do we how do we instill that into these man what an what an important question because one of the greatest things we can do is to get attitude into our kids because I don't care what occupation they go in banker yeah. attorney yeah. lawyer truck driver um, doctor whatever Attitude is going to be a key. Um, I think what you do is one, parents, mom, dad, if you've got children, you're listening, your your attitude will rub off in your home. Um, my, my dad um, and my mom too, but I'm thinking my dad right now, he was so... He was so super positive. He said, Tom, you can do anything you, you set your heart to. Now, I know what he meant in reason. I, I know that. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, wasn't saying that, that, I, that I could fly to the moon without a, without a spaceship. Not, you know, I, I was smart enough to know that. But he, he put dreams in me. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. We've got to watch who our kids are running with. Um, if we see kids that uh, are with our friends, um, uh, Chris, I'll bring one up for you. You remember this name, Jeff Gonski. Uh, Mom and I saw when you were when you were a young boy. Was he was he one mm-hmm. year younger than you? I think or the yeah, same one age? year younger. One year younger. He lived across the street from us when you were in elementary school. Mom and I saw things in Jeff that we did not like, so we would work to restrict there's a good word i was uh, we would work to restrict or direct you to other friends without putting him down because we were friends with his mom and dad uh and we didn't want to blackball him but my goal was to raise a son uh who today has a great attitude and i knew jeff uh, f- friends are like buttons on an elevator if you push it this way you're going up if you push it this way you're going down mm-hmm and uh, so we got to guard our, our, our the, the friends that our kids are really buddying up with, and then we've got to we've got to really instill um, uh, encouragement and compliment them. Man, you're doing a good job. You know that was you really played a good baseball game. Hey, look at this. You got a B on that spelling test. Good job. And we instill into them. Uh, you were talking before. I think it's important when kids get up in the morning uh, at their age level, have some praise music that's appropriate for them, not just for you as an adult. That um, something that they're hearing, yeah. That that geared their age level. If they're third grade, you find uh, talk to the children's pastor. Hey, what are you playing? What are you playing in in the element? 
that uh, the kids are singing. And you put some of those um, things on a phone. Uh, you, you, you call them up on your Alexa app and have them play when they're having breakfast. That's so good. You saturate them. And you just need to know that kids learn by repetition. So they don't just learn because we do it one time. They do it because we do it again and again and again and again. And I think your attitude is massively important because they will model, they will become who you are, not what you t- tell them to be. They will become who, who you are. I'm just sometimes, so like for Nash, I nicknamed him. His nickname is Champ. Because I just wanted to call out the champion on the inside. Of and your nickname for Blakely? This bug stands for beautiful, B-U-G. unbelievable girl. Yep. I just want I just want them to know I'm calling out a great attitude on the inside of them. And it pays, it'll pay big dividends. I promise you, when you instill that into your kids, because they're not gonna always be small, they're gonna become teenagers someday. And people always told us, they said, Oh man, those teenage years are gonna be the worst years ever. Man, they've been the best years ever for us. Me too. We've loved it. Me too. Yeah, and like, and right here on the record, like I was your 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 absolute favorite out of out of all out of all of the kids, right? <laughs> like in all the teenage years. Come on, just put it on podcast well, right now, Dad. Of, of my three kids, you were one of my three favorites. Oh. Of my three, you were one of my three favorites. I will I will definitely say that. I uh, will. But and I, and I think what do we have to do too as parents that one of the very one of the very first things we say to our kids when they come down the stairs in the morning if their bedrooms are upstairs, when they come into the kitchen, give them a positive word. Yep. One of the last things when you tuck them into bed at night, now they're young, you know, they're, they're, not, they're no longer 14, 15, you're not tucking them into bed. But when they're young, you make, make your first word, make your last word positive. And that's my last word. So let me give you my last word and then we'll close. And that's this, you know, and this, this applies for, um, for business when you're in the boardrooms, uh, when you are in different meetings, uh, when you're leading teams, pay close attention to your hellos and your goodbyes. That's right. Because your hellos introduce you and they open up and you're making them feel welcome and your goodbyes are going to be the very last thing that they remember. And so again, with your kids, with with friends, don't just leave a conversation empty. Leave it with a, a set of encouragement. I always try to do that. Whenever I leave a conversation, I cannot have a conversation without ending with a positive. I will always, Tatum knows, I can't even text somebody without there being like a smiley face or a thumbs up or like, I'm going to, I'll throw you at you a, you know, a bicep right in your face and all that. But I just, I want there to be a positive at the very end. And so always pay attention to your hellos and your goodbyes because your hellos are going to be what open up the conversation. Your goodbyes are going to be how they remember you as, as you're, uh, maybe you haven't seen them for the next week or two or year. And so make, make sure you do that. And I just want to encourage you today, whatever your attitude is, you know, like one of the dad's second point here is you can change it. It doesn't have to be locked into that. And this is something you can grow in. You can mature. You don't always have to be where, where you are. In fact, I think all of us need to continue to get better and better with our attitudes. And God's going to give you the strength. So dad, I want you to just do this. We're going to close out with, with a prayer. Why don't you pray over people that... Um, over, over there that God would, I know you just said the final word, but I want one more. It's like, what's his name? That Yeah, the, I was going to say the guy that sings, the cross has the final word. And he <laughs> sings that again and again and again, and I love it. So why don't you, the final word, let it be a, a word of prayer over I, I'd love to. Let me pray for you, all right? All of you, all of you, wherever you are, let me just pray for you. Lord God, I thank you that you created us. We believe you exist 
We believe that you desire the best for us, O God. Father, we know that because you sent your only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him would never perish but have everlasting life. There is proof positive you care for us right there. Now, Lord, your word tells us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, let this attitude be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Lord, you'd never ask us to do something that is impossible. You'd never ask us to do something that would frustrate us, but we can accomplish that. Now, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, right now, come upon all the people that are listening to this podcast and others that will that are going to hear it at a later time. Lord, would you just help us realize that we have much uh, we have much control over our attitude lord give us a choice to rejoice and holy spirit would you just put within us one of the one of the fruit of the spirit the last one lifted, listed self control lord would you help us bring our attitude under the domain and dominion of jesus bless every person here lord god in their marriage in their family, in their vocational life, in their physical life. Let their attitude be strong, vibrant, and fixed and focused on you. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I hope you have a great attitude today and a great rest of your week. Can't wait to be back with you again next week. Tatum will join with us again. And so, everybody, God bless you. Hope you have a great day. Bye-bye.